What's going on, everybody? It's Bobby Navia, and this is the Chicago Rotcast. I hope everyone is having a great Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, whatever time of day is uh, most comfortable for everybody to listen to podcasts. Uh, today on the podcast, we have executive producer Kelly Kerr. Kelly is the EP of Chicago Rot. It's a supernatural horror thriller filmed entirely in Chicago and certain parts of the Midwest. Uh, I was a really good, really good talk. Kelly has become just a really uh, good friend of mine from uh, shooting the movie, uh, pre-production, production and post, and now just going out and promoting it, you know, uh, going to cons and um, various things like that. I uh, hope everyone is enjoying the podcast, and if you are, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps out a lot. Uh, also, as a reminder, go and watch Chicago Rot. It's Tuesday, people, and I know all the new movies come out on Tuesday to run or buy. I know a lot of the awards stuff uh, is, is coming out now, but uh, do yourself a solid and rent or buy Chicago Rot. The movie is currently streaming and available for purchase on iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, Vimeo On Demand, Xbox, Google Play, Reverie, Voodoo, Steam, and Flixfling. Um, thanks for downloading the podcast, and thanks for listening. Enjoy. Well, I used to um, I used to record meditations for my students, and I used GarageBand, and it was really easy to use. This for like the the yoga class? Yeah. So, like, how would you record the... I would just sit at my desk, uh-huh. and I would just... You taught the class from a desk? No, 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 no. This would be, like, at, in my office. And oh, oh. Like, I oh. would... I, so they could download them on their own. Oh. You know, and then I had a website, and they could go to my website, and they could download a meditation, and then, you know... So what was the... So did you actually teach, like, an actual, like, physical class, where you I did do. physical things? Yeah. And then you would actually... You would record... Meditations. Meditations. Yeah, that they could just... How long were the meditations? Um, it depends. Like I usually in a class, I just give 10 or 15 minutes. It depends on how long we spent doing posture, mm-hmm. you know, but depending on how much time I have at the end, I can go anywhere from 10 minutes to, I think the longest meditation I ever taught was probably 45 minutes, 50 minutes, something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Did it, did it give you like good, like traction or something like did it get oh, a lot yeah. of yeah people like dug it or they could yeah. just do it at home or whatever yeah yeah but it was like it was my own students it was kind of like a private thing so it wasn't anything that was like for sale or you know out there i don't know right i mean this was like before we started doing the movie That's how long I, how long before we started doing the movie i don't know um probably two years oh wow do you still do it no, because that, that Mac doesn't work anymore, so um. I don't have a way to do it. <laughs> well, I still teach okay. classes. Yeah. How often do you teach classes? Every week. Like, every day, every week? No, just like twice a week. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, there have been times when I was teaching like six days a week, but, yeah. you know, no, I just do two. Right. Before you came, I looked up what an executive producer per Wikipedia Okay. It's supposed, it's supposed to be, right? Okay. So I'm going to read you the definition okay. of what Wikipedia says. It says, in films, the executive producer generally contributes to the film's budget and usually does not work on set, in contrast to most other producers. So I wanted to know, does this sound like what you did on Chicago Rock? Um, it, it, it's partially correct, yes. I contributed to the budget, um, securing investors, things like that. Um, but I did work on set as much as I could. That's what I remember. 
Yeah, as much as I could. You know, I'm the only person that doesn't live here in the city. So Mm -hmm. I would have to commute from Indianapolis. Um, And at the time, my son was little, you know. How old was Quentin when... How old was he that first weekend when we started? Uh, 10? Wow. 11? 10 or 11? Yeah. He was little. I mean, you know... I couldn't keep him out late. I had to take right. him home. You know, sometimes I'd have to leave the set, yeah. and we'd have to go back. You know, he wasn't around a lot, a lot, but but enough on sets that were not dangerous. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't take him to Gary. Yeah, that was pretty dangerous. That was a lot. Gary was dangerous. That was a lot of liability. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, some executive producers do work on set. Some don't. I do. Um, but when I'm on a set, it's mainly, um, I'm almost like a PA, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm running the craft services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm making sure everybody's... Everybody wore a lot of hats on, on set for this one. Yeah. yeah. At our studio, everybody does a lot of things. Right. Everybody's got a lot of roles, you know? Our main producer, Jeremy, um, he's Charles. Yeah, he's an actor. He's an actor. He's an actor in the movie. Yeah. He's a great actor. <laughs> he's really good. He's my favorite. <laughs> So how was it going back and forth between Chicago and Indianapolis for, you know, the days that you were on set and stuff? Well, it was a lot. I mean, it's a it's about a three and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was teaching preschool, so I had a day job. Okay. Um, I was teaching yoga. I was, you know, handling my other business um, that I was running at the time. What was so your other business? I was a landlord. Oh. Yeah. So you I had a building? Uh, I had properties okay different single you know single family right type deals but um houses mainly but you know i had a lot going on that sounds like a lot it was a lot it was a lot and so like how was how did you balance all that just trying to be as organized as possible Mm -hmm. at all times um just keep my wits about me prior planning Mm -hmm. you know I mean, it, it's why I wasn't there all the time. I wasn't on every shoot, but right. I, I wanted to be there. Of course I wanted to be there. I wanted to see this happening. Right. You know? How was, um, <clears throat> so how did being on set and all this stuff, like, um, let's like, let's go like, let's do like the beginning. So let's like you're, it. you're originally from Indiana? I am. Originally from Indiana. I was born in East Chicago. Grew up in Highland, all right. Indiana. Um, yeah, with Brant McRae. That's how I know him. That's how we know you. That's how you know me. <laughs> and uh, I went to college in Indiana, and I just stayed in central Indiana. I never came back to the region um, because, you know, that's where I was. So, um, yeah, I'm from Indiana. Where would you study in college? I studied journalism and um writing, editing, and design for four years, and that was at Ball State University, and then I decided to um, take a year off and figure out what I was doing with my life after four years, and I wasn't done yet, Mm -hmm. and I decided to go get um, a double major in English and anthropology, Mm. so my original career goal was to be a journalist, and then it kind of turned into being an anthropology professor, and so in about 2010, I was kind of at a crossroads. It was like, do I go to graduate school right now? Mm-hmm. Or do I make this movie? Right. And I chose to make the movie. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of had those, those like moments where it was just like, do I do this or do I make the movie? Right. And we were all so committed to it. Right. And you have to be. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. Especially in, 
indie film. I mean, if you're not committed to it and you aren't able to be flexible and say, okay, this is going to take a year, two years, seven years. Seven years. You know? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. What, um, <clears throat> so between school, if you don't mind me asking, when did, when did Quentin come along through all this? When did your son come oh, along through um, all this? Oh, well, I, I graduated in 1998 and I got pregnant shortly thereafter. Okay. I was supposed to go on a dig and an archaeology dig and I didn't want to go while uh-huh. I was pregnant. Yeah. And uh, he was born in 1999. He's, he'll be 19 on Monday. Oh, man. So I stayed home with him um, when he was little and I just wrote about archaeology mainly. Mm-hmm. Really boring, dry stuff. Did really? you get anything like published or anything? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to like read some of that. You wouldn't like it. It's <laughs> it's so dry. Um, you mean there's there's no like uh, there's no references to like Art of the Covenant, Indiana Jones type shit in your no, writing? <laughs> no, no, And you know, I thought it was going to be like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Everybody goes. I think into, everybody does. Everybody yeah. thinks it's going to be like you know Doctor Jones shit. And yeah. It's not. <laughs> um, I worked in a lab, and all I did was wash glass. And concrete. Yeah. And categorize it right. and catalog it. It was not an adventure. It was not exciting. I still love anthropology. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you love about it? Like, that's so... It's not like... I mean, it's seems so random to be, hey, journalism random. and then, like, yeah. anthropology. Like, yeah. is what was the interest in both of those for you? I just have so many interests anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always interested in archaeology and science, and I figured I'd be a science writer. Um, which I was for a little bit. And, um, I just, you know, it's human origins. It's the human condition. It, it encompasses everything, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the study of humankind. So. So you just wanted to learn more about that. I just wanted, yeah, yeah. I already had enough credits to get an English major Uh and, um, I needed, I think I needed like an elective at the new college at IUPUI. And so I was like, oh yeah, I used to have a minor in archeology. span so I took another class and I was like, yeah, I, I want to get a major in this. Right. I just, I, I was going to be a professional student, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just like to sit around and talk about evolution and paleo migration. That's my jam. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> it's so nerdy. It's so I've never nerdy. heard paleo migration and jam in the same sentence. Oh, just, man. Yeah. I just love it. Like, I could just think about it and talk about it all day long. I That's... don't. Nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> we could talk about it now, just for the next 45 minutes. Like, paleo migration, chapter one. Chapter one, yes. right? That's yeah. pretty great. That's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. So, um, you don't go on your dig. You have uh, Quentin, and then you decide that the moment to, um, what was it? You're going to go on, either go on a, um, to grad school, right? Yeah. Grad yeah. school. He was old enough. Um, I didn't want to start graduate school while he was, you know, a little guy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay home with him yeah, yeah, yeah. and write and do whatever. And um, around the time, about 2010, um, I divorced his dad. Okay. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do with my life now? Right. You know, um, it's mine and I can do what I want. And I was talking to Brant and he showed me his script and... For, it was called The Ghoul at the time. Right. I remember that. It was about 66 pages, 67 pages, something like that. Yeah. I remember when I talked to Dorian, it was about, I think it was between, the, it was like 40 and 60 pages, it, like a really rough. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was rough. And I was like, well, let me read it. He's like, what are you writing? And I was like, what are you writing? <laughs> and, you know, he had just gotten out of film school. And so right. he um, he sent it to me and I read it. And I was like, man, this is dope. Yeah. Like, this is, a, why haven't you produced this? Right, right. And he's like, well, I don't have a producer. I'm like, I'll produce it. What made, like, you, what made you just say, like... I don't know. I just wanted to make it come to life. Was it I, that moment in, like... Have you ever seen that movie High Fidelity? Yeah. I remember when the, the part where the two kids, they, like, steal a bunch of shit from his shop. Yeah. And then they're listening to the what they made, and he just walks out there, and he's just like, uh, I'll put your record out. Yeah. You know, we'll do that. Was it just one of those? What it, made you want to put it out? Um, You know, I think it was just a, a time, a, a confluence of many factors mm-hmm. came together, and... I just felt like doing it. I wanted to see a story come to life, you know? And anytime I had ever thought about doing any kind of film work before, it was more like documentary okay. stuff. Uh, revolved around stuff. Okay, that's what I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. And I still want to do some documentary work mm-hmm. down the road, but I just kind of fell in love with the script and the idea of it and just making something with my friend. Right. How and long have you known Brent? Oh, since we were little. Our dads are friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't remember not knowing Brant. I yeah. probably met him when I was like five or six, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I remember him as a little kid, you know? Yeah. Like, here we are. We're middle-aged people, and I, I still see him as a little kid, you mm-hmm. know? I'm like, oh, that's my friend. That's my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Let's go do something fun. Let's make a movie, you know? <clears throat> so what was the first... Um, so being the executive producer, mm-hmm. obviously... Did you have an, an already like established like company set up? No, I to, had to make one. Right. Um, I, I made one. I made Dakini Productions. And um, I'm billed as Dakini Productions, but mm-hmm. we now produce under Rod Studios. Rod Studios. Yeah. Dakini just kind of got absorbed. Okay. You know, it, it's, it's how I prefer to be billed um, when I produce something mm-hmm. rather than using my name. Right. You know, I like to keep the... You know, I don't need my name stamped on stuff. Like, it's a way um, to keep my ego out of it, mm-hmm. you know? Makes sense. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what other sort of things, uh, what sort of, so Brent brings you his script, you read it. Mm-hmm. What kind of things prepare you to say, hey, I'm going to make this company and I'm going to, uh, produce this for you and I'm going to get the ball rolling for mm-hmm. you on this mm-hmm. while you go over here and you start working more on the creative side, right. build your team, build right. the crew and build the crew and I'll figure we'll out how our... to make this happen. So what sort of things aside from, you know, schooling and I'm sure journalism, certain aspects of journalism mm-hmm. and, you know, studying anthropology, like prepare mm-hmm. you for that. But what other things prepare you to sort of take on this endeavor? Of, you know, producing a feature-length independent movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know that there's anything that can prepare you for that other Mm -hmm. than probably experience. A wise person would rely on experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) An impulsive person, like myself. Um, You know, I I had a little bit of experience in business. Um, My son's family ran a large family-owned company. Okay. And so I worked there. and I knew how to run a business, yeah. you know. And um, I got with my friend Casey, who is also Brant's dear friend. And she's an attorney. And oh, she okay. kind of guided me on where to get set up in Indiana and Illinois. And um, we went from there. Sweet. Um, I really didn't 
know what I was doing. Right. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. And at first I was going to be very hands off. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just going to perform the executive functions, you know, making sure that we had this, that, and the other thing, you know, all of our paperwork and stuff like that. Um, and insurance, because that's a huge thing. Yeah. Insurance ate up almost all of our budget. Yeah. It was an enormous cost. But because of the nature of the film that we were shooting, there was danger involved and there was liability. Right. So we had to have insurance for our gear and we had to have, you know, workman's comp and all of that stuff. So at first it was just me handling that. Right. You know, and you don't really realize like when you get into that. I, and I know I, I think maybe towards the latter half of mm-hmm. actual production, did I start sort of peeking into your world mm-hmm. in terms of just like what you were dealing with. And like, I think when, People think about like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do an indie film, and we're gonna do all uh, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people think like, hey, insurance, and that is something that eats up a big part of the budget. Yeah. Aside from you know, if you have uh, whether or not you have like well established like like nobody got paid on the movie like act, actors wise right. um, you know some crew right but like if you have a you know a name actor or something like that's part of the budget and all this all this other stuff is part of the budget but right. um the stuff that you go had gone through is something that like we I wasn't thinking about really well you don't think about you know? it because it's you know it's not something an artist wants to think about for one thing yeah you know it's yeah. just not part of your daily thing to worry about the liability of your project probably yeah. <laughs> and, you know I I'll be fine I'll be alive at the end of the day like let's just go let's and then, just do it yeah but like, you have to stand in and be like no you can't yeah you I mean to, there were right. certain times when I was like you guys right we're not doing this <laughs> like the liability here is that is beyond the scope of what our insurance will cover yeah oh well we'll just do it it'll be fine yeah uh I think the fuck not. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, one time in particular, this is one that I remember. It happened a lot of times. Uh-huh. Um, but one time when we shot at Liars Club, when we shot the rock concert scene. Yes. With Local H. Yes. Okay. So the doctor and Tammy are chasing the ghoul through Liars Club. Club. They're, right. They're chasing Brant McRae. Right, right. Right. And the crowd kind of parts for him in the movie, how we shot it. Right, yeah, yeah. The crowd is parting, and, and then they come up there. Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted, Brant wanted to crowd surf it. I remember this. And that would have been dope. That would have been amazing. That would have been so cool. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely not. And he's like, oh, I've done this a million times. I was like, if somebody in this audience takes a boot to the head. Yeah. Whose liability is it? Yeah, right. That could shut down our production. That could shut down my entire life. I feel like we had that, you guys at least were having that conversation. I remember seeing it on the peripheral uh, almost up until the day of shooting of like, oh yeah. well, is he going to crowd surf it? Is he, is he not? And uh, right. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, you know, I'm the crabby old lady that's telling you, <laughs> no, I'm the mom. No, you're not doing that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's dangerous. Right. Um, I did not come the day that they shot on Lakeshore Drive because I was just like... In a panic? I can't handle it. (laughs) I don't want to be there. I don't want to see it. Good luck. And I remember I was in my classroom that morning and I was just chewing my nails. I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. They must be... Okay. They're probably on it right now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. They're probably on it. This is happening right now. 
I haven't gotten a call. I haven't gotten a text. You know, I kept my phone in my pocket. I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Everything was fine. Yeah. Everything was great. Yeah. But yeah, it's scary. It's a lot of liability and worry, you know, and you worry about your people, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody on set. Of course. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Right. You know, we had fighting. Yeah. Fighting stunts. Stunts. Car rigs. Car rigs. The car rigs. Terrifying. Yeah. You know, and anytime you're bringing the general public in. Mm-hmm. You know, we let people into the club, yeah. you know, and then there's people out on the street. And then those people in the club are, I think we had it as just sort of like an open thing. Like if you're going to come in here, you're, you you're part of this, yeah. you're yep. part of this production that's happening. Right. So we have live audience members who are drinking. They're actively drinking as well. Right. So there's like that element right. to it as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's all these things that I'm sure, you know, yeah, we don't think about, but then, you know, if something happens, it's yeah. like. I was just, you know what? I was in that green room just stress eating. I was just, I was eating, I remember I was eating out of a container of pickles. Yeah. You know, from Pop Bellies. I was like, give me the pickles. I'm just, oh, just let it be done. Yeah. And it was very cold that night, I remember. Yeah, for for that day. It was. Yeah. It was very cold. And a PA showed up and um, she didn't have a coat. Oh. So I had to give her my coat and yeah. I was like, well, now I can't go outside. Right. You know, it, it was just, it's a lot. It's a lot more than you ever think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'd still do it over again though. In a heartbeat. I would. Yeah. I would. If Brant called me, if Brant and Dorian called me and they were like, we're ready to do a prequel Yeah. or, you know, something from this universe, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, let me call the insurance guy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get it going. Right. You know, how long do you need for pre-production this time? So what, um, so after, um, what was one of your favorite like moments on set? Like I remember when I talked to, um, I talked to Dorian mm-hmm. about it and you know, his, his scene that he talked about was the Lakeshore Drive scene, you know, oh, being yeah. just sort of something personal for him that he felt great what about an it. accomplishment, yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, your side of things, like as an executive producer who yes has taken care of budget and finding investors and sort of setting up the infrastructure for us to go in and uh-huh. you know play around in uh-huh. it what what scene or event even if it's something that's like technical like oh my god the day we got insurance was the greatest day of my life and I cried or whatever you know just something like that for you personally No that... I only cried when I signed the check for that <laughs> um, um you know Gosh, that's a hard question because I have so many favorite moments. Um, I really like the work we did at Liars Club. Okay. I really like that. Um, it's one of my, it's probably my favorite scene mm-hmm. in the movie where he's getting chased through the club. Yeah. Um, you know, but that butts right up into the brawl. Right. And we were in the basement of the Hammond, Oregon factory. Right. And that was like a 26 hour day, I think. A 26 hour shoot. Um, and I love that because I just sat around and got to talk to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to all the extras, you know, yeah. I was hanging out with the makeup girls, you know, hanging out with Ryan Oliver, um, and just watching Brant McRae get his ass handed to him 13 <laughs> ways from Sunday, 14 or 15 times over and over again. It was yeah. really, it was, it was fun. It was, I really like that. So the Liars Club scene for you is? Liars Club is probably my favorite. Yeah. Just. It was very complicated. It was dangerous. Um, 
my best friend was there, mm-hmm. so that was cool. Nice. Casey was there. Yeah. She's on the bus. She's, She's on the a bus. zombie. She's one of the zombies on the yep. bus. Yeah. Yep. Did her own makeup. She looks amazing. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just so many different aspects yeah. to this, you know? Uh, when we worked on a soundstage, mm-hmm. um, I believe we were somewhere in the Mart. Where were we in the Mart? We had, I think, uh, Flashpoint. Which is where yes. a good amount of us went to school. That was uh, really interesting. We had, um, <clears throat> I think Dorian may have still, I don't know if Dorian was still working there I think or he not, was. maybe. But he was able to get us like a, one of the um, one of the floors mm-hmm. had, a, you know, the old, I think it might have been the old CBS like studios or something like that. Yeah, uh, it was nice. Floor. Yeah. And it was like that, that part is where we shot um, Elyon coming out of the. Yeah. The, uh, like the ether the prison, or whatever, yeah. like the prison, there you go. Yeah. The prison. And, and they were trying like to dump the dry <laughs> ice out of the buckets and trash cans. Like every trash can we could right, find, right, we were right. trying to dump the yeah, ice. Yeah. We had the dry ice on there. Yeah. Yeah. That was hard. That was, uh, that was hard. It was really hard. It was really hard. <laughs> but it was nice because we were inside and not cold. <laughs> right. And it was a really nice day. I remember there was a beautiful view. Um, and we had to, we wrapped Brant. He was, Brant will sleep anywhere, and right. he he's he's like a little kid. He just if he, I have that picture, I know which one you're talking where about. Where he's wrapped in the bubble wrap, we wrapped him in bubble wrap so he could lay down and not mess up the chest piece. Oh no, I didn't know. I don't I don't know where I was. I know I was on set, but I don't remember him in bubble wrap. I remember him because off to the side of that scene uh-huh. was um, like a bedroom set. Yes, like one of those standard sets. Yeah, right. It was, yeah, but he wasn't wrapped in bubble wrap. I just have him sitting on the ground. I took a picture of him uh-huh. next to a couch. Uh-huh. And a it's white just, couch. Yes. It's just this really nice set uh-huh. up scene. Uh-huh. And he's just like this. Uh-huh. Crouched on the floor yeah. with his head down. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. But he's not in bubble wrap. We wrapped him in bubble wrap because the blood yeah. was getting all over that set. <laughs> and I was like, I had to go get like a Tide pen mm-hmm. and scrub it. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, put him in something. Yeah. And all we could find was bubble wrap. So we wrapped him in bubble wrap and then he's he looks like a corpse. It's very creepy. I got I got the picture before he got wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah. So we must have woken him up in the middle of that and been like... I was like, what are you just doing? Just turn it around, yeah. Yeah, just flip the cushion. Oh, oh I got to clean it. Now yeah. I'm cleaning, you know. <laughs> now I'm using my housewifery skills to mm-hmm. clean this blood off the oh my god it was yeah yeah that was fun so the movie comes out yeah the movie's out they've been out now for it's going to be coming up on a year right yeah it's it been out, out for April? 11 months yeah uh-huh yeah it's been about 11 months now yeah, yeah. so it'll be it'll been out now for almost a year yeah and um <clears throat> you know as with this podcast we're just still trying to keep the word alive on, on rot and everything we just yeah. got back from chattanooga yeah that was, was fun which was fun not fun for you not fun for me but it was fun it yeah. was fun to see it was fun to see the people who saw the movie that really dug it yes and then also i, I remember the one woman who came up you and i were at the table uh-huh. the one woman who came up and we just described the movie to her and like her daughter was on a date uh-huh. right she's like i brought my daughter she's on a date and we explained the movie to her and she was just like Oh great! Uh, I'll support it. Yeah. Let me let me take a movie. Like, yeah. It was really awesome just to yeah. see that kind of. People are cool. They are. People are cool. People at cons are are pretty rad people. Yeah, I yeah. like the community. Yeah. I like that nerd community. You right. Know, the geek community or whatever we call ourselves. Nerd community. Nerd. Are nerd. we nerds? Nerds. What's the difference between a nerd and a geek? I don't know. I would assume they're the same thing. 
It's kind of the same thing. I mean, you know. I know. Do you consider yourself a nerd or a geek? I think I consider myself a nerd. Yeah. I'm a nerd. A nerd? I'm a nerd. Yeah. I've been a nerd my whole life. I'm going to have to, like, look into that. Because I don't think, think like... It, yeah. I Like, I'm not into, like, game boards. Like, I've never done, like, D&D or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know if that encompasses, like, more of a geek status than a nerd. But I'm, like, I'm a nerd about movies. Oh, yeah. I'm a big nerd, nerd about hard. movies. I feel like geeks are maybe, like, more technologically um, related. You know? It's like, once you okay. say geek, like, it almost, like, makes it a little bit more techy. All right. Whereas, like, to me, a nerd is... Just somebody who is into weird stuff and they get really excited about it. Yeah. You know, like paleo migration. Right. right? You're a paleo migration nerd. nerd. Yes. Yes. So are you still doing anything with, do you still have, so you talked about wanting to do documentaries about not necessarily paleo migration, but. Um, I'm not doing anything with that right now. Yeah. Um, but something I would like to do, um some different kind of documentary work. Um, at the time it wasn't possible for me because, um, it just, it it wasn't working out such that I could do it, but Mm -hmm. I really wanted to go to standing rock. Oh, okay. And there's a, there's a lot of good footage that's come out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to see, you know, more about that. I would like to do something on the lead crisis in East Chicago. Okay. Um, that's really important to me. Um, We'll see. We'll see. What's the lead crisis in East Chicago? Um, If you can... Well, I don't know that I could speak accurately. I'm not prepared to speak about it right now. But basically what has happened is um, there was housing that was put on contaminated ground in East Chicago, Indiana. And this entire neighborhood basically was very quietly evacuated out of there. Yeah. And this was built on terribly poisoned land. Yeah. And people are getting sick. And it's like Flint, you know? Oh, okay. It's like the water in Flint, the soil in East Chicago. Um, No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know about that. You didn't know about that. No, I I honestly didn't know about that. Yeah. And where my parents live, we're right up on the Indiana border. We're right there where the Chicago Skyway is. Yeah. 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 So it's very sketchy, mm-hmm. um, but those people have been relocated, um, and I do believe that they're receiving some kind of services from the state of Indiana right now, but the fact that they were ever there in the first place is mm-hmm. heinous. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested in social justice. I do that sort of work. So talk a little bit about that. What kind of social justice work? Do you do anything, like, actively now that's social justice work? Um. I would say that it would be accurate to describe me as an advocate for women. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I um, I do some stuff. What stuff do you do? I don't want to talk about it. Why not? No. <laughs> People don't know. It's I have a secret identity. No. Oh, no. No. You got to cut that out. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Is there I anything you can talk it. about in terms of being socially... You know, I wouldn't want to because I try to keep my politics away from the show as much as I can. Okay. But um, my politics are very radical. You know, mm-hmm. I've spoken at the state house on numerous occasions against Mike Pence okay. um, and the administration. Yeah. And uh, what's going on in Indiana. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know. 
Did I ever tell you about all that? I think you did briefly. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, I think when you had told me about all that stuff, yeah. I, I honestly found it very interesting because yeah. it's something that knowing you for as long as I have now with everything rot related you didn't see that coming did you not that i didn't see well no not that i didn't see it coming but at this at the same time i thought it was just kind of it was just very interesting yeah to to hear that you are that active i mean i see you're very active on like social media with with things in the world and all that kind of stuff and not in like a crazy like psychopath kind of way but yeah. it's just it's just in the way that everybody is so attuned now to what's going yeah. on in the world i mean i, I marched in washington uh-huh. I, I march in indianapolis from time to time yeah when i can um but yeah i'm not ever going to let go of it yeah you know until everybody is equal right i'm never gonna let go of it yeah you know and it's kind of taken up a lot of my life in the last two years mm-hmm. you know um a lot of things a lot of my creative projects are kind of on the back burner because I'm super busy all day on the phone calling this senator, calling that senator, calling my rep, um, mm-hmm. showing up at the state house and, you know, doing what I do. I think that also really, I can see it relating to like your work as being like an executive producer. Yeah, I set up some events from there's, time to time. Yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot of like those same, those same, you know, um, <clears throat> traits and sort of like setting up events setting mm-hmm. up things for, you know, insurance and watching out for liability. Watching out for liability. I mean, I, yeah. I think the common denominator in my life, everything that <laughs> I do, yeah. boils down to watching out for liability. Yeah. You know, what's this going to cost me if it goes sideways? Right. <laughs> right. Who could be hurt? <laughs> Who could end up in jail? Yeah. You know. Yeah. That'll be a big thing. Yeah. How does your um has like your whole family seen rot? Yeah. What do they think of it? They have. What's the reaction? Are um, they like, what the fuck are you? What the? You know. I thought you wanted to be Indiana Jones, not uh, fucking yeah. this. I, I get a lot of that. <laughs> I get a lot of that. Um, my mom was just like, oh my God, what are you even doing? Really? Like, what, you're what? No. That's, Come on. Yeah. You know. Um, I think my mom was waiting for me to go to grad school. Okay. Um, but. Quentin was super on board. It was really fun for him. Mm-hmm. I think it was really fun for him to grow up um, having this experience because it's encompassed most of his life. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know, his teenage years. Right. Um, my dad was really supportive. That's good. He's really supportive. He does not understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, okay. I was like, dad, Brant and I are going to make a movie. And he's like, are you on dope? <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you kind of have to be right? a little bit to come home and say something like that. I mean, that. Yeah. we're artists, man. <laughs> you know, he's like, okay, you're making a movie. Yeah. And, you know, he always asked me about it and stuff. But, um, yeah, my family was supportive. My friends were incredibly supportive. That's good. Um, and, you know, when we were in production, I was working at a preschool, and my boss was super supportive. So shout out to Deanna. Hey, Miss Deanna. Hey, Miss Deanna. Miss Deanna. Nice. Um, she was very cool about it. She gave me a lot of time off to. Well, that's good. Be on set and yeah, super cool. Right. Yeah. Did any of the like the subject matter from the movie sort of play into like things that were going on with you like professionally in, in your life, like with school or with you teaching the yoga class or anything? Where. No, not really. But I felt like in my private life. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of emotional parallels okay. to this story that appealed to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
you know, I was kind of at a time in my life when I was rebuilding everything. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Les is doing. Yeah. You know, he's trying to get to the bottom of it. Right. And that's what I was trying to do, too. And as it turns out, there's no bottom. The bottom fell out and it's gone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so that's what was appealing to me mm-hmm. about it, you know? Yeah. So have you gone back to, has your life sort of normalized now after rot? I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know, um, you know, I don't have a lot of friends who, outside of our company, you mm-hmm. know, amongst ourselves, amongst my colleagues, I don't know anybody else who does what I do right. or has done what I did. Um, you know, my friends are like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we'd love to come here, there, and everywhere else. You know, I've dragged people out to Utah and, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, my husband is very supportive of, of everything. You know, he's always around. Yeah. So shout out to Carrie. Shout out to Carrie. Hey, hey, love Sergeant Carrie. Cook. We love him. <laughs> he's always there. Um, you know, I guess it's normalized as much as it's going to, but you know, I still, every day, you know, I comb the interwebs to see if somebody's got a bootleg copy of our movie going, you know, um, I'm working on social media stuff. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. talking to people about it. So it's definitely not as exciting as it was Okay. maybe five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more relaxing. I can kind of relax into it and enjoy it now. Yeah. You know, um, how about yours? I mean, do you feel like your life is normalized or does it still revolve around this? It still revolves around, uh, rot a little bit more now since starting like the podcast and everything. I mean, the one thing is trying to figure out sort of, you know, I've never done a podcast, much less around right. something that I'm so closely related to. Right. So just to make it, like, detach from, you know, right. hey, I know you, Kelly, but, like, I don't know you at the same time. So yeah. let's try and get into some of the some yeah. of the other aspects that yeah. are, you know, that can we can, like, relate to Rot. Yeah. But um, I feel like it's normalized, normalized a bit, you know. Yeah. You kind of go back to just sort of daily life. We don't have those crazy schedules. We don't, but I think the crazy schedule sort of still influences, you know, my life. Mm-hmm. For the rest of my life, I yeah. won't be a morning person. I like I, I had today off from work. And you get up early. And I was up at six thirty in the morning. Wow! Like I was just I'm I'm just awake. Wow! So reset your button. Yeah, and normally for work, I'm getting up at 4.40 in the morning. Really? Yeah, every day, Monday through Friday, 4.40 wow. in the morning. But wow. when I'm not working, you know, uh, sleeping until 9 o'clock is like sleeping until 12 for me. Wow. And if I get up really late, like at like 10 or 11, I feel like I've wasted the day. Oh, you're one of those. I am. Like I got up this morning and I went grocery shopping and I was like back by before 12 o'clock. And you're like, I'm having a day. And I'm just now I'm like, gonna do a podcast. Now I'm gonna get do a it podcast. On. We're gonna do some art. It's a You're such a first AD. Boom. Just yeah. It just You were like oh. that though in Chattanooga, like when we were when we were um at the con. Yeah. I mean, Bobby's in the booth. Why isn't everybody else in the booth? <laughs> get your ass in the booth. I'm getting up early. You know? Just gotta go. I'm gonna like, start it. Bob Bobby's in charge. And then I'm getting out of here. <laughs> that's why you do what you do, you know. And I think each of us is really doing the work that he or she is suited to do. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I you wouldn't want you wouldn't want me talking to somebody about how to be in a role or in a scene. Right. B- 
but you have Catherine for that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We all did kind of wear a lot of hats, but at the same time, I think each of us is very suited to our role. And what's nice about our studio is we haven't gone our separate ways. No. And it became a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, Um, I think a lot of people have a family-like feel at their workplace or whatever. But, I mean, we live with one another. Right. You know, we leave town with one another. Yes. We (laughs) hang out like we're all together as much as possible. And it's sad because, you know, we're not really like that anymore. Time has moved on and we're all, you know, have to get back to normal and stuff. But I miss those days. I definitely miss, like, being on set and just having that feeling of, like, what sort of crazy thing do we have to deal with today? Yeah, and and we're just all together and we're going to get through it. I feel like more and more as we had days on set, it was, like, I was more and more on the phone with you Yeah. than I was from day one. Right. Day one, it was just like, hey, Brent, could you ask Kelly? And then towards the end of it, it was just like, Direct line to Kelly. We need to Can talk. Or, or you were talking, you were calling me, or you were calling Jeremy, or right. we were, you know, all right. this. So, yeah. But no, yeah, I miss those. I miss that that feeling and that, you know, adrenaline kick. Yeah, in I the, miss it in too. The, in the, you know, in the morning and stuff to get that going. Yeah. And, you know, you're just getting up. The city is just waking up. It's like five o'clock in the morning. Right. Okay, we're here. here we we're go. at the prison. Right. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> right. it was really fun for me because the person that I spent the most time with was Jeremy. And Jeremy's right. so fun. He was kind of, he was your, your partner in all this. Yeah. And we would just like drive around and, you know, mm-hmm. do our errands and just laugh at everything and sing and dance. And it was great. Paperwork. Yeah. Paperwork, receipts. Ugh, I hate to touch paper. You know that. I know that. Yeah. What I, is what is what what is your thing with paper? Why do you have like to touch it? It's like a sensory issue for me. Yeah? It's gross. <laughs> yeah. Like I really don't like to touch sheets of paper. Um, the sound of somebody creasing a paper. You know how there's always somebody in your office and and they they crease a paper and then they keep creasing it and creasing it and making that sound. Yeah. I just feel like I'm gonna die when I hear that. Ooh. It just cringes me into. A black hole. <laughs> and I don't like, I don't like, like I prefer to type things. Okay. Because like if I'm writing in a notebook like that, mm-hmm. I don't like the way it makes my hand feel cold. Yeah. It just, ugh, it's the worst. Ugh. Touching receipt paper. You know, that stuff's covered with like BPA. Yeah. What's BPA? It's like a bad chemical that's bad for you. Oh, really? Yeah. You should always ugh. wash your hands. Like after you get like a, like a receipt from the gas station or something uh-huh. you know you know it's like carbony yes oh yeah yeah yeah. or like from a store or something the more carbony it is mm-hmm. like it looks like carbon paper it's that slick paper go wash your hands Ooh. that's a bad chemical bpa watch yeah. out for it <laughs> <laughs> that's my mom tip of the day your go wash your hands go wash your hands please wash your hands so many times a day but not as many as I do because that's crazy i'm a big uh like at work i'll wash my hands but i think i take more advantage of um what is the oh sanitizer hand sanitizer yeah. yes yes yeah. i'm more of like a hand sanitizer yeah well it dries um, your cuticles out though wrecks your nails if you have nails i mean i kind of do but yeah but not like you know I kinda, oh like nails nails nails, like nails. Yeah. nails out. yeah really i don't i'm more of i'm more of that usually when i get sick i'm just kind of like oh my god that's because actually my, my sister is like she's not a germaphobe but like yeah she's very conscious of like who has touched what? Oh yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and not that, not that I'm not, uh-huh. but it's kind of weeded its way into my daily life where I'm just oh, yeah. 
I'm more cognizant of it now. Yeah, sure. To where it's just like, squish, squish, squish. Yeah. I want my hands yeah, and I, this. I feel, um, I do have OCD. Oh, you do? I have legit OCD. And um, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Wow. Yeah, so like, I didn't go to the Lido. I knew oh, that I would not right. have been able to handle. No. Yeah. Um, you know, dirt is fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I don't mind being dirty. Yeah, yeah. I was fine to go into Gary. Like, yeah. I was like, sweet, an urban ruin. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want to get dirty. I want to find some stuff. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. But germ contamination, that's a problem. Yeah, like paper. And paper, everybody's touched it. God only knows what's on it. Ugh. All right, so um, what's next for you? Um, right now, I'm working on my novel. Oh. Uh, my son has just gone to college, so... How's that been for you? Oh, hard. Yeah? It's been hard, yeah. He's, he's doing wonderful. He's great. Um, he loves it. He's doing very well, so I'm very proud. I'm happy, but I miss him. And, Good. You know, I just don't know what to do with my days. The movie is released. My son is flown from the nest. Um, your world is crashing down around you. (laughs) It really is. You know, um, as this was coming to a head, my, my husband insisted that I get a new puppy Uh so that I would have Walter. Okay. Yeah. So I just, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what's next. Um, how long have you been, how long have you been writing uh, a novel for? I've been working on my novel for about probably four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's getting there. Nice. It's getting there. It's kind of a world-building thing, so is you know, it takes time. Genre-based? What kind it of is. genre? Is it, is it a sci-fi, horror, it's drama? A little bit, it's a little bit of all of that. Okay. Um, it's aquatic horror. Aquatic horror. Aquatic horror. All right. Um, I'm a big fan of that. There's a book that I'm going to recommend that you read. Okay. May, I don't know if it'll be good for you during while you're writing this or maybe after, but okay. I have, uh, there is an aquatic horror graphic novel that I'm a big fan of. Oh, really? What's it's that? A, it's like a one shot. So it's like right now it's just a, it's just a standalone book. Uh-huh. Right. And um, it's this book by this uh, guy named um, Scott Snyder. Okay. And he's, uh, <clears throat> he actually started this new, like, Batman run uh-huh. a couple years ago that was yeah. brilliant. And actually, right now, a lot of that, a lot of his stories that uh-huh. he's done in the Batman universe uh-huh. is being um, used uh, as, um, is being used on that show Gotham. Oh, so they're, really? So they're, they're adapting it into the show Gotham. Okay. And so I right. I've never watched I've watched a few episodes of the show Gotham. I'm yeah. not a big fan of it, but you know, I've I've noticed that they've been using a lot of his a lot material. Of his stuff, yeah. And it's really 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 his writing is great. Is but it he, dark? He did this uh, the Batman stuff is really great. Yeah. But this other thing that he wrote it's actually called I actually have it right here. It's called It's called The Wake. Oh, really? And it is um I've never read something that um while I was reading it, it made me just the the dialogue and the images made me feel like I was watching the movie Alien, the Ridley Scott movie, for the first time again. Like, like I just got that feeling of just like dread, 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 doom. but something like smart because the the lead character in the in the book is a female who uh-huh. is like a like a research scientist of some kind oh, wow. who deals with um, you know stuff under she deals with uh, sound underwater. 
And there is a mysterious sound that is happening underwater. Don't go down there. That people cannot identify, so they go to her to figure it out. And And it's horrible, isn't it? And they find something in the water that is Uh not human. I love it. Oh. Oh, I'm living for it already. so good. Yeah, it sounds amazing. But that's interesting, aquatic horror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um, aquatic horror. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, I don't have anything else. No, uh, I don't either. Got to go to the shop. Got to go to the shop. Yeah, gotta I've got the ghoul's Brent. coat. The ghoul's coat right. got left, left in, my, <laughs> in my stuff, so I got to take that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't want that hanging around in your house. No, you don't. Things got a life of its own. All right? Like, yeah. I feel like I left it in my car. Could you imagine coming home and just seeing, like, Carrie no. with it on? <laughs> He's like, like, I just thought I'd try it on and see how it, you know, I think I could make this work. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it'd be hilarious. That'd be so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta take the, the ghoul back his coat and, um, you know, gonna meet with those guys, see what's going on. Sweet. Well, I'm really happy that we did this. I am too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's fun. I thought it was a good conversation. I think so too. I think you'll have a lot more fun with Jeremy though. He's more interesting. (laughs) You are very interesting. Don't sell yourself you. short. Thank you. You have um, a lot of things that you are doing. I do a lot. I got a lot going on. And they are all very interesting things. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing this, Kelly. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs>